So I'm gonna record this because I'm gonna go really fast at Van's request. I, I I also pulled out a bunch of scriptures that you know could have gone in here, but um, just really cool stuff the Lord's been pointing to uh, recently. This is really big picture stuff, and it's really not particularly important. Um, the things that we're normally talking about are far more important to us right now and anytime than these things. But the Lord is just making some of these things so evident, I thought I would share them. Cool. As far as, you know, what he's doing worldwide, but then also what he's doing, you know, with us. And so we're going to be going out of Revelation 12 a lot, and I'm going to pop back and forth to other scriptures, and I printed them all out so I can read them fast. Um, but the main, main one we're going to keep coming back to is Revelation 12. And, um, and you know, apologize, I'm just going to go because, uh, you know, Ben's got 45 minutes. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to get it done. All right. Let's do it. And a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of 12 stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains in the agony of giving birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and on his heads seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. She gave birth to a male child, one who is to rule all the nations in a rod of iron, sorry, excuse me, with a rod of iron, but her child was caught up to God and to his throne. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to kind of tell you, matter of factly, a lot of this stuff, you can, you could go back to the you know, Old Testament and, and sort of prove some of this stuff, but I'm, I'm not going to take the time to do that. Um, the, the woman is the church. It's the, the entire church body that's out there. Um, the dragon is Satan, which it says a little further down. So it's our enemy is the dragon. Um, and, you know, seven heads, ten horns. It just talks about his rulership over this world. And then his tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And so that is the powers, rulers, and authorities coming down. And you're going to see that happen again in a little later. And I don't know if that's two occurrences or the same. Um, but you see the uh, powers, rulers, and authorities of the second heaven being swept down to the earth, which is the third heaven. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. So the child is the son company. So this is, this is those being raised up as sons of God who follow after the way of Jesus and are raised up with him. She gave birth to a male child, one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. And so God's plan is that his sons rule. That's why he made Adam and Eve. That's He talked about that with the people of Israel in the time of Moses. It's always been his plan, and it is his plan, and he will accomplish his plan. Um, and so this male child is the son company. It's, the, um, it's those, again, after the way of Jesus. 
um, was, and so was caught up to God and to his throne. And so he has removed the sun company to the heavenly places, protected and removed them. And then we're going to go to Isaiah 2, and I'm going to read uh, 1 through 5. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amoz, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established at the highest of the mountains and shall be lifted up above the hills and all the nations shall flow to it. And many people shall come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and shall decide disputes for many peoples, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. And so this mountain of the house of the Lord, so do you remember, I'm going to remind you of the uh, vision I had. Um, Shavuot, was that? Uh, Last week. <laughs> yeah, about a week ago? Was it this Sunday? The longest week of our lives, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So um, the, the vision, oh, well, it was a week ago tonight, I think, that I had the vision. Yeah, and then I shared it again on Sunday, and now I'm sharing it again. And that was of a, an eagle flying over a big city. I remember a river. I remember a bridge. I remember a Ferris wheel. And uh, this flood was coming. And there was a mountain in the distance. And for the eagle, it was nothing to fly over to the mountain where it was safe. Um, if you were in the city, it was just impossibly far away. And the, the implication was that the eagle with its eagle eyes could see every detail of the city and could go down and help, pick up and help anyone in the city that needed that help, um, take them to the mountain. And so that, that was the vision I had, and, and we're just going to, it's going to come up in these scriptures a lot. Um, okay, so the mountain of the Lord, Mount Zion, that's, that's in verse 2, the mountain of the house of the Lord. And all the nations shall flow to it. So what happens? And, you know, scriptures, it's not, yeah, let me say up front. I'm sure you would have questions because I have these same questions. Well, what about this? What about this? How does this happen? What exactly is the timeline? What, you know, I don't know, I don't know all that. <laughs> and so some of these things will kind of flow because Isaiah's writing this, what, 2,500 years ago? Um, so... He's, he's having a vision and he's sharing it and, and it, you know, it's going to kind of flows and um, all the nations shall flow to it. So as the mountain of the Lord continually rises up, people from all over are going to say, I want him. You know, I want God and, and, you know, want to come up that mountain. Come, let's go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways. So the purpose is not being saved. The purpose is to be trained up in the ways of God that we may walk in his paths. 
For out of Zion shall go the law, the way of God, the the purpose, the righteousness of God comes out of Zion. And he shall judge between the nations. Well, how does he judge? He judges through his sons, through his many sons. And that the people who come to him and become a part of this kingdom beat their swords into plowshares. There's, there's no war anymore. And so come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Um, and so Kara had some cool um, understandings of Shavuot uh, in, in the mountain of the Lord. And so maybe sometimes she'll share those with us. We're going to um, skip that tonight. Um, and then we'll be back in Revelation 12.6 now. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared by God, in which she is to be nourished for 1260 days. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated. And there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, for they loved not their lives, even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, but woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. So the woman fled into the wilderness. So this is um, the, the... this is a picture of the enemy knowing that like he wanted to get the sun company but he couldn't and so what we see here is he can attack the woman and attack the woman he does and it the 1260 days is three and a half years so you're going to see three and a half you're talking about numbers a week or two ago and it's three and a half years uh shows up a lot in scripture and and I, man i i believe that we're in that based on everything the lord is saying i mean i don't know I can't detail that, but but based on what the Lord is saying, I believe that that's begun. Now war rose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. And the dragon and angels fought back, but he was defeated, and they were thrown down. And his angels were thrown down with him. So what we have here is, uh, and first of all, before I forget... So, did anyone watch the uh, rocket launch on, was that Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. I saw a, um, a clip afterwards. Yeah. I didn't catch it the day of. So, did you catch the name of the rocket? No. It's the dragon. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, these things aren't coincidence, right? I mean, they, I. Uh, Yeah, your network seems to be blocking the connection. What is this? Is everybody okay? I'm good. Ben? Can you hear us, Ben? 
Uh, can you help? I, I can't hear anybody. You you can't hear us. I'm right here. I haven't done anything. Oh, there you are. Oh, he can't hear us. Um, can you call I Van? What's that? I just heard him speak. Van, can you hear me? I can hear you. Van, you can hear us, Ariana. I, 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 yeah. can, I can hear you. I, I, I'm going to leave and jump back in there. Because I don't know. I, I didn't do anything. Okay. I just, I just can't hear. I'm going to leave. Um, we'll get this one day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh man, I didn't catch that. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, really creepy. And so I'm, I'm going to keep going because I don't know how long this thing with Van's going to last, and he has 35 and minutes. And we're recording so. it anyway. Right, okay. right. So he can listen to it. Um, okay, where was I? So we let him back in. years and a half. Oh. Yeah, can you hear us? I, I can hear you now. All right. Okay. So, and I heard in verse 10, I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. So you remember the scene from the beginning of Job where Satan's up there accusing. Um, he says now he's been thrown down. And so what happens? The salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. So that's pretty interesting, right? That implies the salvation, power, and kingdom of our God and authority of his Christ were not so available before. And the reason for that is they were in the second heaven. Earth is the third heaven. They were in the second heaven. The first heaven is where God's throne room is. And they were able to block a whole lot of us receiving from God. But what happened up in the first part of the chapter that we read, uh, the sun company is now positioned in the heavenlies with to rule and those who were there have been thrown down. So it, it enables the kingdom coming in a way that's never been seen before. Um, and they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb. So what is, what is necessary uh, for uh, these brothers to, to come up? The blood of the lamb is essential. And by the word of their testimony, for standing for this truth, this way of God, and they love not their lives even unto death. It's a, another prerequisite, willing to die unto our own self, that the Lord takes us through a process of killing off our old self, our worldly ways, our selfish ways, so that we can be remade like him. And then it switches back. Therefore, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. So, rejoice. Satan and the, and the evil angels just got thrown down the earth. And he's saying, rejoice, O heaven, and you who dwell in them. So, there's, there's rejoicing among those who've been prepared for this. 
But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. So we have two different situations going on here. You have the earth who's going through the great wrath because all of a sudden they're being visited before, before the devil and his angels, his rulers, powers, and authorities had a lot, they were a lot more powerful. But they were kind of far away. Now, they, they have less power. There's, there is more authority over them available to those positioned as such. But they can cause a whole lot more. I mean, they're angry, and so they're causing all kinds of rage out there. Mm-hmm. And all kinds of, all kinds of, you know. Diff- I see like a tantrum. Like yeah. A, like from it, almost. Yeah, exactly. He knows his time is short. It's like a little kid, right? Yeah, like <laughs> Right. Yeah. If, I, if I can't, then you can't. Right. <laughs> and so then Isaiah 60, uh, verses 1 through 3. Sixty. Oh, <laughs> it's a lot longer than I thought. Right. Sixty, one through three. Yeah. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the people. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you, and nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. So we see the same exact picture in Isaiah. He's saying, he's you know, prophesying, Arising shine, for your light has come. This day of the light of the Lord and his people has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. But then there's this other thing going on. Behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the people. But the Lord will arise upon you, and nations shall come to your light. So again, the same picture of a people of God that are pure, that have the, the wisdom, the love, the power, the truth of God, and that people, because of the darkness, being hungry for that and coming to him through, through his many sons. And then back to Revelation. I hope you're keeping your finger there because we're, we're going back a couple more times. So Revelation twelve thirteen now. And when the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. But the woman was given two wings of the great eagle, so that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness, to the place where she is to be nourished for a time, times, and half a time. The serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman to sweep her away with a flood. So... Um, the dragon's pursuing the woman. Um, she, you know, that's no fun. She's having a difficult time. But then the wings like an eagle. When I shared that on Sunday, Kara was like, ah, there's a scripture for that, scripture for that. And uh, we couldn't come up with it. Later, she was like, oh, it's this one. It was Revelation 12. So this is a scripture she had been searching for when I first shared that with her. Um, and so, again, that, that vision is, is very evidently appropriate. Um, and then when he, a time, times, and half a time, that's often most often understood as three and a half years. A time, t- a time is one, times are two, so it's three and a half time, three and a half years. Interesting. And then there's that flood that the, mm-hmm. the, the serpent or dragon is causing. And then 
And then we're flipping to Na- Daniel 9. And, and so a lot of people don't really have understanding of this. Most people are totally confused by Revelation. And I'm sure I'm still confused by a lot that the Lord will reveal later. But the Lord has revealed a lot to us. And, and again, there's probably far more that we haven't yet had revealed than there is that we have. But, but some of these things are very evident to us in the Lord. Some people don't have a clue, and so they'll say, well, the son, the the woman is Mary, and the son is Jesus. <laughs> well, okay, but this is written way after Jesus, like, <laughs> rose again, right? This is way after that. Um, and so, but this will be interesting, because we're going to go to Daniel 9, 25 to 27, and we're really going to tie the two together, because often the way the... The way the Lord works is a, a progression, and He has certain certain ways, and you see them repeat. And so the Son becomes the Father, right? Who has a Son who becomes the Father, right? That's just a natural progression. So Daniel nine twenty five says, So you are to know and discern that from the issuing of a decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince... There will be seven weeks and 62 weeks. It will be built again with plaza and moat, even in times of distress. Then after the 62 weeks, the Messiah will be cut off and have nothing. And the people of the prince who is to come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. And its end will come with a flood. Even to the end, there will be water. Desolations are determined. And he will make a firm covenant with the many for one week. But in the middle of the week, he will be put... He will put a stop to sacrifice and grain offering, and on the wing of abominations will come one who makes desolate, even until a complete destruction. One that is decreed is poured out on the one who makes desolate. So the the weeks are, are pretty universally understood to be years in, in this first part. Um, 62, seven weeks and 62 weeks. Some people think the seven weeks um, represent the time that they were coming back and reestablishing Jerusalem and that the 62 weeks were, were the time after that. But if you add them up at 69 weeks, which is if you take 69 times seven, I forget what that number is, but if you count from the time that, uh, that this started until Jesus, that's the right number of years. And so, and so that's kind of cool that Dan, you know, the Lord showed Daniel that, you know, almost 500 years before Jesus came. There was actually something I learned a long time ago that it was in the um, Talmud, Jewish books, that people around the year, you know, zero, um, just at when, when Jesus was a baby, Jews crying out that they had missed their Messiah because they understood this to mean that and that they, he hadn't come. And so that's, that's kind of cool. Apparently I, I don't really go into researching those things, but I've heard that taught by someone else and I like the idea. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. Um, okay. So, and then Messiah will be cut off. will destroy. Then after the 62 weeks, the Messiah will be cut off. And have nothing, and the people of the prince who is to come will destroy the city. So the prince who is to come is Satan, the ruler of this world, right? And and uh, the well, it, it could be this. This might 
So, Dan, I don't know. You're probably not too familiar with Daniel. Um, Daniel had a lot. It's, it's a really cool book. Um, but he had a lot of visions of things to come way in the future. And so he saw certain kingdoms rising and falling. And the last great king... I, I'm going to avoid getting into that for now because it's a rabbit trail. But then, then the Lord's kingdom rising up after that. And um, so I would... Well, I am going to say it a little bit. I would say that the Western world is the continuation of the Roman church. Sorry, excuse me. The Roman Empire. That we're the, the Western world that is... It, with, you know, U.S. kind of being the head of that, but, but the Western world in general being the continuation of the Roman Empire and this empire crumbling to make a way for uh, uh, God's kingdom. And so the... The emperor of Rome came and destroyed the old temple, right? He came, basically, the emperor of Rome controlled Israel before Jesus was born and then destroyed Israel 40, 40 so years after he died, right? Um, so that continuation is up till now. And so Daniel had some understanding. He at least had vision about these things. And so that's probably the prince he's talking about there. Um, so when you see a prince in the scriptures is that pretty much always referring to Satan no uh, not at all Um, it can be it can be ruler it can be uh, it can be a a principality a a strong uh, negative um, I think in Daniel which will be there and probably it'll be a few months before we get there but um, he calls different, uh, I think it is Michael or Gabriel? I think it's Gabriel that comes to Daniel. And um, he says, I, I started coming as soon as you started praying, but I had to fight through the second heaven to get here. And it's taken me three weeks to get here um, because the prince of, because he was in Persia, the prince of Persia was fighting strong against me and I didn't have anyone to help. So there the prince refers to, not Satan, but a, a, uh, a high ruler in the dark forces. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and, and here, and I think in this place, it, it might refer to just the uh, Caesar of Rome. Um, and its end will come with a flood. And, and so we, you know, we just talk again, there's that flood. In the middle of the week, he will put a stop to sacrifice and grain offering. So Jesus had a three and a half year ministry. Three and a half years is half of seven. So that, you know, Jesus ministered for three and a half years. So that's that three and a half weeks. And then he put an end to sacrifice and grain offering. That was no longer the appropriate, correct way to uh, make an offering to the Lord because Jesus was the sacrifice and the grain offering. And, and until a complete destruction is poured out in one who makes desolate. So. All right, back to Revelation 12 in verse 16. But the earth came to the help of the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river that the dragon had poured from his mouth. Then the dragon became furious with the woman and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring on those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. 
and he stood on the sand of the sea. So this, um, so for one, we see the woman is not destroyed here, but goes through a really difficult time, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I, I would tell you, it doesn't really fit into the scripture, but using other scriptures that I'm not going to look at right now, there is a great falling away. And then there are, you know, there's people come, which we are, will be talking about people coming back to the Lord. So the, the, the woman needs to be refined. Um, and so I, maybe I'll come back to that, but I think I covered in some scriptures here going forward. So I'm not going to talk too much about that. But when, when something is made up of a bunch of health, if you have gangrene, you got to cut it off, right? Right. And so that's, that's kind of what's happening to the woman in this situation. Those who are in the church because it seems like a good place to raise your kids or it's good for business or that's what my parents did or whatever, right. it's not the place for them. And, um, and so that's what this process is. Um, and then this, this verse, the Lord, I was driving down the road like, I don't know, a year ago. And the Lord, Lord taught me about this. And I shared it with Kara very tentatively that night. We go on walks a lot around our, our cul-de-sac. And uh, I was very tentative because I felt like it didn't fit with Scripture. But the reason I thought that is I didn't remember that in this chapter. And the reason I didn't remember it is because I never understood it. So I just didn't remember it. And so I shared it with her very tentatively the next morning. It wasn't until the next morning that I opened the book and actually, you know, I get home, it's dinner time, you clean the big kids, then we go for a walk. I didn't actually look at the Bible until the next morning. And I look at it and I say, ah, it's right here. This is, this is uh, you know, the rest of her offspring. And so there's, you know, more sons to be raised up who keep how they raised up, who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. So that, you know, that's, that's uh, God's purpose for us. And then Isaiah 8, 16 to 22. Bind up the testimony, seal the teaching among my disciples. I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from the house of Jacob, and I will hope in him. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord has given me are signs and portents in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion. So, he said, I and the children whom the Lord has given me. So, you know, who's speaking here? This is Jesus speaking, talking about God, and but also the children. So sometimes Jesus, again, the Son becomes the Father, right? Uh, Jesus leads many after his own way. And so he's a spiritual father to us in that way. You know, I, I didn't remark on Daniel, some of what I had planned. So some of these things, with the three and a half years, it it very much applies to Jesus. But it also clearly, based on Revelation, applies to uh, the Sun Company later on. And so, God has these ways of moving where, you know, Jesus has become uh, 
a father to many sons. He's not God the Father, but he, he has led a way for us. And so as we go into his way, he, you know, Isaiah 8 here basically calls him a father. There's other places in Isaiah that he calls him a, a father. And I and the children whom the Lord has given me are signs of portents in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells on Mount Zion. And when they say to you, inquire of the mediums and the necromancers who chirp and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? And I would put not just astrologers and, and whatever and, and, and wrong religions, but people looking to political parties, to media, to every, anyone and everyone to give them their wisdom or to trust in versus should not a people inquire of their God? Should they inquire of the dead on behalf of the living? So he's saying there, there needs to be living people able to teach his testimony. To the teaching and to the testimony, if they will not speak according to this word, it is because they have no dawn. So the, this new life, dawn is a picture of new life in Christ. And if people don't go into into this new way, this testimony, speaking according to this word, then that new life isn't there. They will pass through the land greatly distressed and hungry. And when they are hungry, they will be enraged and will speak contemptuously against their king and their God and turn their faces upward and they will look to the earth. But behold, distress and darkness, the gloom of anguish, and they will be thrust in the thick darkness. So again, that's this picture of what's going on in the world, but also what's available to anyone who becomes hungry for that. But then it takes people that he establishes to help them come, you know, come into this place, to Mount Zion. Um, and, and so it says, if they will not speak according to this word, it is because they have no dawn. It's a way of life that we are to come into. We are to be transformed into a new way of life, not just a theology, not, not, not just something we learn, but something we become, if that makes sense. Action. And then Revelation 19.7. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. So again, it's this picture of the bride has to make herself ready. The, the idea that the bride of Christ just kind of goes along and then one day Jesus comes and saves the day is not what it says here. It says the bride has made herself ready. It says there's a there's a, uh, a change, and we just talked about kind of what that process looks like. The, the bride getting disciplined. The son company pulling people out of the bride and training them up as sons. Kara had a really cool dream, and I cannot do it justice because she told it to me one time, three and a half. Three and a half days ago. Um... <laughs> that uh, I'll do my best. Um, so she was preparing for her wedding. She said, oh, I'm getting married again? Okay. <laughs> and, um, and the kids were there. I, I wasn't in the dream. Uh, the kids were there. And she put on her wedding gown 
everything was fine. She was, she, she didn't feel um, uh, self-conscious. Um, the only thing I think she her lipstick was she didn't like the shade of it or something like that. Um, but other than that, she felt like wonderful. Like this is what I'm here for. Th this is good. And so she started walking, and she thought of it as a church, but it was not anything like a normal church. It was a giant open-air amphitheater. When she said it, I, I imagined it like a Roman amphitheater. I, I don't know if that's, that's my word, though. And um, there were tons of people, and it went down, and then it curved around. So the altar was kind of out of sight. She didn't see, like, the groom waiting there or anything. It was just, uh, but that's, that's where, you know, that's where she was to make her way. And the entire amphitheater, seats and everything, were made of sandstone. So, uh, you know, kind of an interesting picture of kind of, uh, you know, the earth. And, um, and it was so crowded with people that the only way to get down there was to step on their stuff on the way down. So they, you know, people have brought stuff and it's sitting next to them on the benches. So she's very sure-footed. But she has to trample a lot of their stuff to make her way down. And I think that was basically the end of it. And um, it's just this cool picture of, um, and we can talk more about that later because it's really cool. And I'm sure there's a lot of details I don't remember. Go upstairs, okay? Go upstairs, please. And so um, th this picture of, of the bride uh, making herself ready, becoming ready, this picture of all these other people involved and having a lot of junk that they're they're eager for the wedding but they've got this junk that needs to be dealt with and so um it's really cool and that was you know the night after we had our meeting for Shavuot so I thought I would at least share part of it and she can share more next week um and then Isaiah 62 5 It is. <laughs> For as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. So this is a picture of the sons of God marrying the bride. And that being now the perfect union, the bride that's made herself ready, this perfect union of the body of Christ. So that if you remember, we've talked about uh, Psalm 110 a few times, but you know, he, he talks about the, the, the people ruling, the people making themselves ready, the people volunteering, and, and you know, this, this, uh, um, this basically the spotless bride and so here this is a picture how does that happen well first you have sons that have have grown up and then you have this mixture of the bride and in the end everyone who falls after this way is a son of god and everyone's part of the bride of christ because there's perfect unity um but this is a picture. Certain ones are called to this higher life of being a son of God. And those are used to bring the entire bride of Christ into uh, being a spotless bride. And then the last uh, scripture, I'm going to make it, man. 1 Corinthians 2, 6 through 16. 
I don't normally have a deadline I'm working on, so this is new. <laughs> I can see the sweat on your brow. <laughs> yeah. Yet among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. So he's talking about, you know, he's, he's teaching those who, who love the Lord and he's saying we're, we're conveying a wisdom that's not a worldly wisdom. You can, you know, I don't know who's considered wise. Um, maybe Warren Buffett is considered wise or some, somebody like that. <laughs> Um, but that's worldly wisdom, you know, there's lots of people with worldly wisdom, but that's not a wisdom of the Lord, our God. That's a wisdom of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. So he had in mind glory for his many sons. And he had it in mind since before time and decreed it to have it hidden in secret. In many places in scripture, it talks about things being hidden and secreted away to be revealed at the appropriate time. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. So this, this love of God, this reality of life with him is just far greater than anything we can imagine or comprehend. And that's what he wants for us. That's his plan for us. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. So these, are, these things are taught by the Spirit. The Bible is the absolute best tool and, and discipleship is the other absolute best tool. But the Spirit is the one who teaches I always uh, give this example because it was really powerful to me. I had learned these things, some of the things that we've taught and will teach about sonship, about being a son of God. I had even taught, we were in Israel on a mission trip, and the Lord gave me, I think it's Galatians 4, just gave me the scripture, and I you know, had the Spirit of the Lord on me, and I taught out of it. Not even not having a clue five minutes earlier that I was going to do that, but but I did it to um, actually it's the guy who the videos you did. He was in the room. Mm -hmm. I I didn't even realize he was the head pastor at that moment or, or even that trip maybe. Um, but it was a small group of like ten people, and um, so I taught out of that. But I still did not the really fullness of understanding came on a run one day. I was running and the Lord basically just impressed upon me that I was his son. And just that feeling of love from the father could only come. I mean, it, it just the Lord teaches through his spirit. And so we, you know, that hopefully always is flowing through our meetings and is flowing from the word. But but in the end of the day, it's all from him. You know, he he uses us. He uses his word, but it is all through him. And sometimes that's in the most unexpected of places. Um, 
Okay, for the spirit, this is verse uh, 10 still. For the spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. So we have the spirit of God in us, which abides in the Father. And since the Spirit of God knows everything of the Father, it's able to transfer all of that inheritance to us. All that wisdom, all that truth, all that love. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. That So there's different spirits. And I, I've kind of made a big deal about that recently that I see it so evidently. It's getting harder and harder to turn anywhere without a barrage of the evil in the world. I keep like narrowing and narrowing what I allow in and what was okay yesterday. Well, I guess that's not okay anymore. I mean, it's just, I'm kind of on that too. It's it's a little bit too much. Yeah. And it's just this massive onslaught. Like you said, uh, the enemy throwing a fit, a tantrum. And, um, and so it's, he, he is happy to give us his spirit. God is happy too. But his comes gently. We have to set ourselves apart for him to receive his spirit. The enemy makes it really easy to grab hold of his spirit. Um, um, Okay. But the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. So that, that is a big part of what we're doing. The words are important because they have meaning and everything. But it's the, I talked about it last on Sunday, the, the grace of the Lord. It's the grace of the Lord flowing and teaching and enabling and transforming that is the... the most important thing of what we're doing more important i mean if we were just talking about you know sports or whatever the grace of the lord isn't flowing in that so that you know what ben can you hear me can you guys hear van i hear you but we do not hear van oh he's do you want to try exiting and coming back Okay. He's gone. I think he was having some audio troubles. Okay. Yeah, his internet, it's a shame. Sucks. It's weird that he can get some, I mean, I guess it's just a terrible signal, tiny amount. Can you hear me, Van? Can you hear me, Van? I can hear you now. All right. Uh, yeah, if you were talking, sorry, I didn't hear you, right? <laughs> Um, and so the 14, the natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God for their folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things. So you can be an expert in the Bible and an atheist and you get nothing from it because your heart is not to get anything from it. There are people who set out to prove the Bible is a bunch of baloney and then came to the Lord. And what that tells me is their hearts really... <laughs> okay, sorry, you blanked out on us. Um, 
what that tells me is their hearts really were inquisitive. They set out thinking, okay, this isn't real, but their hearts really wanted to know, and so they came to the Lord. Um, uh, but you, not if you, willing there, whether they knew it or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, and sometimes I think with people who are really against Christ, sometimes I think that's a sign that they're more available to Him than than. I have a friend who saw some crazy stuff of the Spirit with me. And I asked him about it. He just, nothing. Like he, <laughs> he's a, you know, he's not a believer. He's not, you know, he's just, he's not interested. Yeah, that was crazy, man. Okay. Um, anyway, so these things are spiritually discerned. It comes by the Spirit. It comes through faith. The spiritual person judges all things but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. When the Lord raises us up as a mature son, we, we have fully been judged through Christ, and we are free from any other judgment other than God the Father's. And, and to go through that process to get there takes incredible dying to self so that by the time we're there <laughs> there's nothing there's no desire other than to go his way right it, it becomes a new living reality and so that's what we're here for I, I'm you know don't normally talk about these sort of big things because at the end of the day all that matters is you know your spiritual life and our unity together and when the more that happens, the more you don't have to know any of this stuff I talked about because all that matters is growing in the Lord and obeying Him and doing what He says to do. And He'll work out all the stuff. And you might look back and say, Whoa, that's part of this big, really cool thing that the Bible talks about. And you're part of it either way, whether you understood these things or not. So, what we're doing spiritually is laying a strong foundation for these things. We're not about. Um, a lot of the church gets caught up in in gifts, whether that be visions or dreams or seeing in the spirit or healing or miracles or prophecy, um, or you know, all there's there's others. Those things are all good. I want more of all of those things, but that's not the kingdom. That's not maturity. That's not the life that He has for us. The life is in the way of God this this and so that's what we are establishing is a foundation for this kind of life so that he flows in us and through us and we follow after the way of Jesus and I went three minutes over man yeah but I mean I have time but uh, any thoughts or questions um, I, uh, just a, uh, wow, there's a, there's uh, a, uh, here's a huge echo of them. So I'll just tell you as quickly as I can, I can't hear that, I'm sorry, I won't. Wes, why don't you mute yourself, I Okay. is something we had a look at this an image and um, 
so a thought came to me it was that um, uh, our image, excuse me, uh, image is, is, is visual and, and likeness is of the heart. And that was that was that was it. Just a real quick thing. It, it helps me to 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 push back those those two words in, in the terrible part and understand them a little bit better. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. Uh, ever since you um, shared the uh, the eagle vision um, on Sunday, I had a I think I told you guys I had a family. It was someone's birthday, and we met at a park. Mm -hmm. And I was laying there in the park. We had these little chairs, and I kept seeing a single, it looked like a bigger bird, not like any little bird. It looked like a bigger bird. And I just kept seeing it. it just randomly, I wasn't looking for much, you know, just kind of basking in nature and just trying to, you know, have some moments to myself. And I kept seeing this bird. And then throughout this week, um, I saw, I saw a bird again, a bigger bird, I was driving, and it just every time I see it, I kind of think of that vision and kind of brings me back to our conversations. And yesterday, again, I was, um, I was doing some yoga in my living room and I had my windows open. And I was just laying there and I look up and I just see this bird just flying and it's always completely by itself. There's never any other birds around when I see it. And I've seen it three times now. Wow. And every single time I think of you guys, I'm like, whoa, this what's going on yeah it brings me a lot of peace uh, when I see that and it just kind of brings me back to all of this so just wanted to share that with you guys yeah that's awesome thank you pretty neat it is bringing my attention to that um Van it doesn't look like you can hear us so I don't know well, I can hear you okay do you need to get going Van yeah I do I, 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 thank you very much God bless y'all uh I probably won't be on being on Sunday, but I'll, I'll, I'm trying to be back home on Tuesday. Okay. Uh, so uh, uh, that's what's going on with me. Okay. All uh, right. God bless y'all. Talk well, to you later. You want me to pray for you, Ben? I'm sorry? You want me to pray for you? Oh, I always want you to do that. Father, we thank you for Van. Lord, we pray that you bless his upcoming trip. Just as... Uh, Ariana had uh, these you know, birds that she became aware of throughout her week. We pray that you open Van's spiritual eyes and ears, that it's not just a trip to see friends, but it's a spiritual journey where he steps out of his old patterns and into a more fuller realization of life with you. Lord, make him aware of you at every turn. Help him to look for you at every turn that he experiences the two of you traveling together as he goes. Bless his trip, keep him safe, and Lord, teach him up in all of your ways. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Yeah. God bless y'all. Yeah, have God a good trip. You. Anything else going on with you, Adriana? The usual. It's been a long week. Yeah. It's been a long week. But I'm not good. I'm good. Okay. Well, let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for Ariana. Lord, I thank you for making her the apple of your eye, Lord. 
for loving her since before time began, for having a plan for her all this time ago, and knowing that at just such a time as this, you would insert her into the world. And that although she has struggled far from you, you are pursuing her mightily, that you have tremendous plans for her. Lord, bless her, make her path clean and clear. That she, just as she has over this last week, she continues to see you at every turn. That she turns her heart and her mind to you at every chance and meets you. Lord, overwhelm her with your love, your grace, and your truth. Bless her, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Sure. Well... I guess have a good week. I guess. Yeah, I've got, I've got a different.